Hi Giants fans, Matthew here. This episode was originally recorded the night that the Giants had reportedly signed Carlos Correa. When we finished recording this episode, we realized that it was completely outdated already and we would have to record a new episode, which we did. Unfortunately, this episode has the same cocktails that we used in the re-record, so as a bonus, I have put two new recipes in the show notes in case you're interested in trying out some new cocktail recipes. Anyway, we hope you enjoy some of these outdated takes, some still relevant takes, and some drunken rants at the end, of course. And we'll be back at the end of the week with a new episode. Until then, have a great week. Welcome to Giant Cocktails, a podcast where lifelong fans talk about the San Francisco Giants while drinking homemade cocktails. And now, here's your hosts, Ben and Matthew Henry. Welcome back to another episode of Giant Cocktails. I am your host, Ben Henry, alongside my brother, the provident Matthew Henry. How are you doing, Matthew? Provident. I'm 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 doing well. I I feel like I should know what that word means. Mm-hmm. I feel like you should too. But you know. <laughs> yeah, you know. I I don't. You know. I I only have an Ivy League education. It, you know, yeah. It's... Well, stuff happens when you get old, my man. Oh well, that's true. That's true. Um, and the fact that I'm already a little bit drunk. <laughs> You've been drinking all week, like me, huh? Yeah, well, you know. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> It's just it's been a it's been a rough week on Giants land, and I just you know. What are you I'm talking just... about? We have signed a couple of excellent <laughs> provident deals. <laughs> oh, a clue, <laughs> a clue to what provident means. Hmm, I'm not thinking that's a uh, compliment. <laughs> I mean, I mean, I think I think Farhan Zaidi is pretty excited about. How much money they're going to save on these deals? Yeah, Farhan. Farhan gets to go home and brag to his wife how much he saved. That's uh, right. He is also provident. Yes, yes. Well, now I don't know if I want to be compared. And 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 Farhan's providence is is driving me to drink. So, <laughs> so, so. same, same, same. Uh, yes, providence is a frugal, frugal Matthew, a, a frugal individual. And, uh, you know, some people might think that frugal is is a good trait to have. Um, those people are idiots. Idiots. And I, I, All right. I, we're I, here to spend money. Yeah. Susan Slusser gets it. She does. She actually said, hmm, maybe the Giants should consider spending more money. <laughs> maybe whatever you're offering is not enough. Shocking analysis there by Susan Consider Slusser. Consider spending more, right? You know, maybe she listens to the show, Matthew. Maybe she got it from from us where we, you know, where like I was, that's the secret. That's right. Well, you want to know what you're not doing right? You're not spending yep. enough money. Yeah, I listened to our podcast early, just a couple days ago, and, and I think we said, you know, you know what happens when you overspend on quality free agents? You, you, you get quality free agents. And you get quality free agents. That's right. And, and right. Susan gets it. And Susan, for those of you who don't know, Susan Slusser is the beat writer for the San Francisco Chronicle. And uh, she wrote an article about how the times they are a changing and uh, that perhaps the giant should change. <laughs> change with them. And, and the rock solid analysis was offer them more money. Yes. Well, just a uh, spoiler alert. You don't have to read Susan's article. <laughs> the uh, the big secret, the big secret, the, 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 the cutting edge move is offering more money. And and if she does listen to us, hey, Susan, big fan. Thanks for listening. Yeah, thanks. Hey, thanks for listening, Susan. <laughs> uh, well, oh, yeah. Hey, hey, hey. I, I got a question for you, Matthew. Okay. Um, are you a breakfast person? I like the idea of breakfast. I love breakfast foods. Uh, mm-hmm. Give me a good French toast or, you know, mm-hmm. a nice waffle and and even like a short stack of buttermilk pancakes and I'm I'm golden. 
But sadly, I don't eat breakfast that often. Only like like a brunchy type, like on the weekends. If I you know I wake up at like nine, I sleep in, and then I come down and I make myself a couple eggs and you know and and maybe an egg and sausage sandwich. But that's really mm-hmm. like ten or eleven o'clock by that point. So I don't know if you can call that breakfast. So, no, it's brunch. Yeah, exactly. So no, I guess I'm not a breakfast guy. Well, the nice thing about brunch is that you can um, you can uh, you can add an alcoholic beverage to it, and, and it's okay. Exactly, nobody questions that you're downing alcohol. That's right. That's right. So you're when you're eating your cereal at 11 a.m., you can just pour a little beer in there, <laughs> and it's fine because it's brunch, right? So so you know, beer cereal is totally acceptable. Uh, whereas you know, most people might look at you askance if you were to crap a crap crap. <laughs> If you were to crap. <laughs> well, they would definitely look at askance that way. I, a big askance. I'm not even drunk yet. I haven't even started drinking oh, my cocktail. Oh, but you will be. And folks, you will it's be. A doozy. Yeah, folks, you're going to want to stick around to the end of this episode because I'm not going to. <laughs> you all will remember what this the end of the show is like, but I'm definitely not Oh, wait till we get to, to the cocktails. Ben's cocktails uh, is higher than a kite, man. Yeah, yeah. Well, anyway, I, I am a big breakfast person too, but... Uh, um, you know, I've got like now I've gotten old, like I'm all like, oh, what is the best meal to eat so that, you know, I, I, I get the ideal amount of calories in my body. And so I don't, you know, get fat and die early. So, you know, it's all about how much protein for my breakfast. Um, and sadly, sadly, it, 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 that does make for very boring breakfasts. And, um, and I don't drink enough. Now I'm thinking like, you know, I work from home. Nobody's here with me. Most of my colleagues interact with me via text. I should definitely be drinking more in the morning. That's going to be my New Year's resolution. More alcohol with breakfast. Anyway, folks, today is... Tuesday. Tuesday, December 13th, as we record this podcast. Yes, we're recording a day early. Matthew, are we going to release this a day early? Or are we I, going I think to so. I think we have to Thursday. because you never know in the changing landscape. So what could happen between now and that's and, true. That's so. true. Tomorrow could be the, the day that the Mets sign Carlos Correa. And we exactly. It to seem like we're we were idiots and didn't and didn't, didn't talk didn't about that. it on the show. That's right. After the Mets sign Carlos Correa. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's a good point. Okay. So yes, we are a day early, and that is because Matthew and I have other plans. Which we can't tell you about because Ben says that we have fans that might stalk us. And so uh, we can't tell you where we're going to be. That's definitely, that's definitely, definitely probably not true. (laughs) uh, But, uh, but, uh, but I might've said it, you know, hope springs eternal, you know, Um, it could be, you know, you never know, Matthew, you never know who could be our Bobby De Niro to our Wesley Snipes. Okay. That one. You know, that that it's reference. A deep, it's a it's a it's a deep cut. It's a deep cut. Went over my but head a little bit. Yeah. Giants fans are the most likely group of people to get that deep cut. Okay. Okay. I'm not a big movie guy, so uh, I don't watch a whole mm. lot of movies. So mm. I, I, anyway, all right. Well. All right. Well, maybe, I'll tell maybe, you about it at maybe, the end of the show if I'm not. Well, what? if you're not. Two, three what? sheets to the wind. You will be three sheets to yeah. the wind. I I was just gonna say maybe now's a good time that we can announce. That we're going to sign with the Mets uh, in 2023. We're changing our name to Mets Cocktails. You know, John Heyman is set to announce it, but we're gonna we're gonna scoop him and right. and let well, you. Well, John all is know. about to announce that we're gonna that we're re-signing with the Giants. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and the fact is, yeah, folks, we've we've received a superior offer from the Mets. They're um, offering us I twice as much good. as we're making now. <laughs> Hey, you know what? They're offering us three times as much as we're making now. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Um, actually, you know what? We're making a negative amount on this show, so it's it's, it's not actually zero. It's it's negative. <laughs> uh, these downloads for you. I'm money. not putting many money into this, but uh, you're, you're the fair. one. That's fair. That's fair. That's <laughs> fair. Well, yeah, we're going to the Mets, folks. It's now Mets cocktails. Um, we thought about you know we didn't want to waste our time and try to come up with an actual cute title. Um, and, and the long and short of it is, um, we're going to the Mets cause the giants are cheap and they couldn't afford us. I mean, yeah. you know, also, also, uh, what are some of the other BS reasons? Oh, taxes. Um, and, uh, and, oh, the time difference, half the world, half the country doesn't listen to our podcast because it, it's too late because of <laughs> right. time we gotta, zones. Yeah. We gotta, we gotta get yeah. in with that East time coast zones. bias and, 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 and then. 
Go ahead. Well, I was just going to say, sad news, though. Bob, okay. however, is signing a two-year, $25 contract with the Giants with an opt-out after the first year. So, <laughs> so unfortunately, Bob's not coming with us. He's decided to follow the money. He wants to you know, maybe get a little jump start on his career, maybe try to rehabilitate his career a little bit with the Giants and see if he could maybe, just, you know, maybe hook up with a better podcast in 2024. Parlay. Yeah, parlay that into a seven-year contract. Exactly. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, that's not actually happening, folks. We're, we're going to suffer through this with you. Uh, giant cocktails forever. Um, and, uh, yeah, but, uh, on that note, speaking of Bob, Bob, hit me with the question. What are you drinking, Ben? Bob, first of all, I need to apologize to you last week. Um, I did not say thank you for asking. That's very kind of you. Um, I don't know that anybody else pays attention to that, but it has been a very long time since I haven't said that. And I, I just want to apologize. So thank you for asking, Bob. That's very kind of you. Today, Bob, I am drinking a zombie. And why am I drinking this cocktail? Well, because I'm tired of planter's punches. And, uh, and I wanted to get back into other tiki drinks. And the zombie is like one of the pinnacle cocktails of the tiki land. Uh, it's also one of the most complicated to make uh and um and and it is also one of the most potent some people say that it's called the zombie because it turns you into one and uh but i also thought it was appropriate because that's kind of like how the giants are approaching this off season like zombies just kind of like oh you know everybody can see you coming everybody can hear you everybody knows that you're hungry for brains but you're so slow and so dumb that you don't catch anybody. Uh, and anyway, what is in a zombie? Well, it, it turns out this cocktail is actually, um, it, was, it was originally created by uh, Don, uh, Beach, Don the Beachcomber, who was one of the tiki legends, uh, I think one of the originators of the style. And may, he made a lot, of, uh, a lot of different famous recipes, and this is one of his most famous. Um, it took them a while to actually deconstruct or to figure out what was actually in the original recipe. So there's a lot of knockoffs out there. And consequently, there's a lot of different variations. But somebody did a bunch of sleuthing. I got this out of uh, the Smuggler's Cove book. Um, somebody did a bunch of sleuthing and figured out one of his the, the last missing secret ingredient. And uh, that turns out to have been cinnamon. So, what is in a, a zombie? Well, first of all, it is three quarters of an ounce of lime juice, um, and then a quarter of an ounce of grapefruit juice. I actually bought a grapefruit, and I squeezed it. And it only took a quarter of a grapefruit. No, an eighth of a grapefruit to get a quarter of an ounce of grapefruit juice. So now I have a bunch of grapefruit left over. Uh, and then I poured, made a more cinnamon syrup. Listen to my previous episodes to, to, to learn how to do that. But that is cinnamon syrup. Um, incidentally, cinnamon syrup and grapefruit juice together are known as Don's Mix, I believe. Uh, and then on top of that, we added half an ounce of falernum. Falernum? Falernum. I don't know how to pronounce this word. Falernum. Falernum. Um, which is, uh, it's either a, it's kind of like a bitters flavoring or a liqueur. I have a liqueur in my particular case. Um, that's, uh, sorry, half an ounce of that. Then there's one and a half ounces of aged rum, one and a half ounces of pot distilled rum. Um, I am using a Jamaican pot distilled rum. And then, so that's three ounces of rum, Matthew. Yeah. Sounds like enough, right? It should be. And not include, not to mention the falernum, which is also... The falernum, which is also, yes, also carrying a little bit of alcohol in it as well. Well, on top of all of that, folks, we add another ounce of 151. Wait, wait. Uh, rum 151? <laughs> the... So yeah, one fifty one. It's a what dark does the one fifty one refer to? Like the color of the sun, or um, what does it refer to? It's it's the uh, no, it's the it's the flavors of the rainbow. <laughs> uh, no, Matthew, it refers to the uh, the proof of the alcohol. 
Yeah. So uh, it's basically uh, 75.5% alcohol, this rum. Um, so folks, so, folks, do not put that that near open flame. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. So one ounces of this is kind of like two ounces of a standard 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 um, spirit. Uh, so this is basically packing about five and a half ounces of alcohol in a single in a single beverage. Um, also add to that a couple dashes of absinthe or any other anise flavoring. Um, most recipes call for a specific uh, brand of absinthe. Or, or absinthe-like liqueur. Uh, and then also there's half an ounce of grenadine in here. <clears throat> you shake all of that or or you can flash blend it. Uh, I shook it with ice and then I poured it over crushed ice in a tall um, a, a highball glass. Uh, but there's actually something called a zombie glass, which if you want to be really cool, you would pour it into that. And it is... Um... Well, it's it's a very it has the hallmark flavors of the tiki, traditional tiki cocktail, but on a, and it almost comes off as having a little bit of a pineapple flavor to it, even though there's no pineapple in here. Interesting. Um, and all of these different flavors come together to create this very kind of spicy, tropical, um, uh, tropical flavors that feel just very, very like tiki, right? Like if you just want to just sink into the atmosphere at a tiki bar, you just order one of these, you take two or three sips and then folks just wait, wait a moment or two, preferably do this on an empty stomach. And then suddenly you'll be floating away. And in fact, I, I just took two sips of this thing <laughs> and I'm already feeling it. Uh, and so folks, as you all know, I usually double fist, uh, not tonight, not, to, I want to I want to survive the night. So, uh, so I'm just drinking the single tonight and, um, yeah. So hang on to your hats cause Ben is going to be three sheets to the wind by the end of the show for sure. And there you go, Bob, the zombie. All I can hear in my head is the cranberries right now. <laughs> Zombie. Eh, uh, eh, to our mother, eh. you know them as the blueberries. <laughs> yes, because she was weird like that. <laughs> yes, and and uh, we'll carry that bit to her grave for sure. <laughs> so, uh, well, that sounds like a great cocktail. I, I don't remember why you chose it other than the fact that right now is the chance to get just sloppy drunk over the Giants. Uh, uh, I actually chose it just because it's 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 very it's not well it's not a planter's punch <laughs> first of all and it's a very it's a it's a tried and true tiki drink. Uh, that's right. It's, we're it's going back to giants. Tiki. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we're going back to tiki, and it's one of the giants of the uh, of the tiki of the tiki world. Like one um, of the giants. Ah, I get it. Ah, yeah. it is one of the giant cocktails. All right, of tiki. All right. Well, that sounds great. Bob, hit me up. What are you drinking, Matthew? Last week, I promised uh, a cocktail from uh, a different culture. And, you know, it's, it's the Christmas time. And through my, through my work, I have been uh, being educated on the ways of our Puerto Rican brothers and sisters. Uh, today, I attended an online paranda which is a, uh, a holiday celebration where, you know, uh, are especially in Puerto Rico, where they go door to door and visit neighbors. And, and, and I'm assuming there's alcohol involved. And, and, and one of the things that, uh, that, they, that they like to imbibe is, is something called coquito. And uh, most of us in the United States might refer to that as a Puerto Rican eggnog. But there is no egg in Puerto Rican eggnog. Mm. Actually, well, I take that back because there are a variety of coquito uh, uh, recipes out there uh, that range from egg yolks to eggs to, to you know, to what, I mean, there's a lot of different types. So, uh, but the, and, and actually the true, I think, core of the coquito is evaporated milk and cream of coconut milk. Uh, cream of coconut, I should say, and and those are the two that kind of uh, two that you every coquito has. Uh, some will add, like I mentioned, egg yolks. Some will add sweetened condensed milk, and I think it's pretty well established that I kind of like to go on the sweet side, and I do love me some traditional eggnog. Uh, 
which has that sweet profile. So I decided to do that. And so my coquito has, well, to make the coquito base, basically, you're going to make a bunch of it. Uh, and put it in a jar, keep it in your fridge, and then you can make your cocktails from that co- that non-alcoholic coquito. So the non-alcoholic part of it is one can, uh, one 12-ounce can of evaporated milk, one 14-ounce can, can of sweetened condensed milk, one 15-ounce can of cream of coconut, and specifically Coco Lopez is uh, uh, that's that seems to be the one that most people will use. You can find that most likely in your the maybe the Mexican section of your grocery store. Uh, and then you take that and add it all into a saucepan and you add some I put five cinnamon sticks, a teaspoon of vanilla extract, and uh, about a quarter of a freshly grated nutmeg. So an eighth of an ounce, let's say. Or a teaspoon, I should say. Eighth of a teaspoon. And then you just heat that up. Uh, maybe not quite to boiling, but you heat it up until it's hot. And then turn it off and let it steep for until it cools. And what you're left with is this you know, nice uh, cinnamony, you know, creamy uh, substance that you, you strain off into a jar or into, a, into some kind of container. Put that in your fridge and let it chill up. And then when you're ready to make your own cocktail, this is what you do. You, you take uh, three ounces of that coquito mix, one and a half ounces of Puerto Rican rum, I say Puerto Rican rum, but you know, pretty much any rum will do. Golden rum, I think, is a is the the type that uh, you want to shoot for there. And then, and then I add this is uh, and and at last week we we did the winner's old fashioned and we used uh, some Saint Elizabeth allspice dram. Well, I'm bringing that back for this week as well. So you're going to add a half an ounce of the allspice liqueur. And you're just going to mix that in together with in a large rocks glass with some ice. And then garnish it with maybe a little bit more freshly grated nutmeg and a cinnamon stick. And you've got nice holiday uh, eggnoggy vibe straight from the island of Puerto Rico. So, cheers. Mmm, that's a tasty cocktail. It is, Bob. It's a very tasty cocktail. It's got this creaminess to it. It's got this kind of cinnamon hints and nutmeg and uh, the coconut is kind of sitting there. It's not a strong coconut flavor, but you definitely get that uh, really tasty cocktail. And folks, we've said this once and we'll say it again. Cream of coconut and coconut cream are two different substances. Cream of coconut is the sweet one. That is the one that Matthew is using. You'll be very uh, you'll be drinking something very different if you use coconut cream. So again, cream of coconut and uh, Puerto Rican rum. Uh, the most famous rum uh, that we all see on all of our shelves is a Puerto Rican rum. Hint, hint. Nothing wrong with Bacardi. It's a it, it's a perfectly acceptable, you know, uh, and and it mixes well with a lot of things. Uh, so so yeah, that that uh, Puerto Rican rum Bacardi. Anyway. Uh, wonderful cocktail. It does sound very lovely for a, a, a winter cocktail. Um, yeah. So there you go. That's it, Matthew. I mean, and I think based on what's happened over the last six days now, we can end the show here. We can. Let's just get drunk. Um, cheers, Matthew. Bye, everybody. That's a wrap, Bob. Pack it up. I don't get paid enough for this. Yeah, no, whatever, dude. I'm leaving. <laughs> Shut up. Oh, we, we should probably talk about the the key free agent signings the Giants have. After this week, right, we're definitely buying tickets to opening day, right? I mean. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's right, Matthew, because last week, what did I say? I said, I said, if the Giants get Brandon Nimmo and Carlos Correa both, I was going to buy us opening day tickets. And you know me, like I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna go cheap, cheapazoid, right? I, I'm getting some good tickets. They were gonna be good seats, yeah. Right. Less than twelve hours later, Brandon Nimmo signed with the Mets, spurning the Giants. And uh, there was reportedly the Gi- an offer on the table from the Giants. Correct. Now we don't know. We don't know whether or not he took a lower offer. Right, because I think I think rumor has it that Judge actually took a slightly lower offer, right? It or was the roughly, same. It was nine, roughly the it was same. The same. Yeah. It was roughly the same. Okay, and so the Giants the Giants didn't want to add a year, or or Judge told them, no, it doesn't matter what you do at this point. You know, like I'm 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 good. 
Um, we don't really know what happened there. But in the Nimmo case, uh, you know, the, the owner got on the phone with the player. They offered him eight years, which I think if, you know, a year ago you said that Brandon Nimmo was going to get an eight-year contract, everybody would have laughed you out of the room. So uh, at least on the bright side, Matthew, the Giants are really dictating the market right now. Um, and and the players have got to be happy. The players have not had an offseason like this in a very long time where the average annual value has gone this long and the contracts this high and the contracts have been this long. And I think it's basically comes down to the San Francisco Giants and the San Diego Padres driving this market. And uh, so so you're welcome. Yeah, we, we made a lot of people a lot of money this year. We did. We did without spending any. Uh, and that's the downside. You know, we, we uh, the Giants are still coming up. Uh, well, I don't want to say goose eggs because, you know, because okay, Mitch. We got Mitch, some very serviceable pitchers this week. <laughs> so Mitch, Mitch Hanniger is not a goose egg. Very, very serviceable. You know. Sean Manea and Ross Stripling are fine upstanding young men i'm sure i i am sure their mothers love them and 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 not just ironically you know they 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 they, they love them cuz they're good eggs not goose eggs but matthew these are farhan zaidi's specials you know i i feel like what's happened is is that you know sometimes when some people when they're sad matthew they they go shopping like when i'm sad i drink alcohol as any healthy human being would do. <laughs> but other people, when they're sad, you know, they, they do, they go, they go for a run, you know, they, they watch, they watch a funny movie. They watch a sad movie. Um, but some people like to go shopping. Right. And I feel like that's what's happened. That Farhan has been rejected um, with his, you know, not quite good enough offers. And so now he's like, oh, what do I do? And then he's, oh, well, I, I'm going to go look at the bargain bin. And so Farhan has gone off to the bargain bin and he's pulled himself out some pretty, I mean, they were buried at the bottom of the basket, you know? Yeah, they were, they right? were the good These stuff were, in the bargain bin. Yeah, yeah. They were the good ones. Like he was prepared, like he was, you know, he was, he dove in. Like, you know, he got his center of gravity, like, almost too far in. And he's digging in there, pulling stuff out. And he got deep in there. He got deep in there. And he pulled out a Sean Manea. And then just as the stuff was kind of, like, collapsing back into the hole that was made by Sean Manea, he saw Ross Stripling. And he snagged that one, too. And he comes out. And he's double fisting it. He's got two bargains. And he's running up to the checkout line. And he's like, I hope nobody catches me because I'm ripping this place off. Well, and then and then the, the checker runs through uh, Sean Manea. And then she was like, OK, that'll be two years, 25 million. And he's like, okay. And then, and then the Ross Stripling one didn't have uh, a barcode on it, and she couldn't, she couldn't quite, you know, figure it out. And so she said, and so she said, how about I just charge you what I charge Manea? And he yeah, was like, the okay, they're the same. They're and and the same. so both of them got a two-year, twenty-five million dollar contract with an opt-out year. So, <sighs> and that's what we've come to, Ben. We've come down to giving mediocre pitchers. One-year opt-outs. Mediocre pitchers, one-year opt-outs. And, and and look, you know what? I, I mean, it's a great move. These well, are it, really smart moves. They are. And there's a know? place for mediocre pitchers. I don't want to say that, like, I mean, you, you you need starting pitchers that can be league average. I mean, and, and Manea has been that for his career. He's got a 100 ERA+. Plus. Uh, Stripling has been a little bit better. But also hasn't really ever been a full time starter. He's kind of gone back and forth between bullpen and and the starting rotation. Well, that's actually one thing that I do like about him. Actually, yeah, I, I do like the fact that he can bounce back. And well, forth. and that's good because it's like we have a lot of starting pitchers now. So yeah, that's, that's probably... what I was just gonna say. You know, like um, one of the guys still out there, one of the big names still available on the free agent market is Carlos Rodon. Now who's he? And, and... Who's that? <laughs> Uh, well, he was, um, I don't know if you remember this, Matthew, but he was last year's, uh, Sean Manea. 
<laughs> that's right. For, that's right. Yeah, Two-year contract, yeah. an opt-out year. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, starting to ring yeah, a bell yeah. now. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and now he's commanding a seven-year contract, right? He, he went from being a total, complete liability, but now, because people are weird, one year of being healthy means he can pitch for seven. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, anyway, so he's still out there. Uh, and, and he's and he's still available. And so, you know, by signing Sean Manea and by signing Ross Stripling, immediately Ben goes like, well, how many starters do we got? Because I'm like, Logan Webb, uh, Alex Wood, Disclafani, good old T-Bone. Um, and then we just signed, um, we just signed Manea. We just signed Stripling and we have Junis. And uh, and then there is basically the only bright star, bright shining star we got left in the whole organization. One Kyle Harrison. Yeah. And uh, who we've already been told will be in the rotation at some point in 2023. How, I, now, I know that starting pitchers get hurt, Matthew. So, so is that, I mean, in a lot of ways, I feel like this is good. But at the same time, I'm like, where, like, none of these guys are hurt now. Right. Right? Well, and, and yeah, I, I think that there's a few scenarios here that could play out. One is that... Yeah, the Giants, uh, I think as we learned uh, in previous years, is they don't really look at a starting rotation as one through five. They look at how many pitchers do we need to pitch a thousand innings, right? Because that's generally what a rotation you know, would, would, would provide. And so start 162 games. Like how do we start 162? Exactly. Games? And so uh, and and last year we we kind of ran out of starting pitching. So maybe they're they're overcorrecting, they're figuring that out. Uh, guys like uh, Stripling uh, and Jacob Junis who, you know, had was a, you know, one of our starters last year uh, after we lost uh, after we lost Desclafani and then uh, was it Wood. Uh, so We've got a lot of options now, but they've also can kind of play swing roles in the uh, in the bullpen. Uh, so maybe this also improves the bullpen, you know, which which we've lost. You know, we lost uh, Harleen Garcia. You know, we lost him this year, left hander out of the bullpen. So could someone like like maybe even Alex Wood slide into that role? You know, I, I think there's we, there's definitely some some options there with the starting rotation and the bullpen. To, I don't to think do Alex it. is going to like that. I think Alex wants to be a starter. I well, think that sure. was one of the reasons sure. why he came to the Giants originally. But whatever, like you know. I mean, yeah, whatever, whatever it, whatever it takes, right? Like, um, and, and I, I mean, so I guess the question is, does this mean Rodon is definitely out, or the Giants are still in the hunt on Rodon? Well, our good friend Susan Slusser seems to think that the Giants are still in on Carlos Rodon. In fact, it has become a running joke on Twitter. For her after every pitching uh, signing to say that they're still in on Rodon, and I don't see how they can be. I, I, I don't. Uh, at some point, you've got too many, you know. And yeah, I, I think they're. I think they're. Um, they're at too many. I think Ross Stripling is. Yeah, the only is, the is, only is other option of that is that maybe they're also considering some of their starting pitching death as trade uh, trade candidates, uh, and then maybe okay, maybe there's you know if they sign and if they sign Rodon, then they're definitely going to probably turn around and trade some of their depth there for maybe a center fielder. Maybe maybe they could, I mean, maybe I, a Brian I, Reynolds. I don't, maybe they could flip a Harrison for a starting position player, a major league ready. Yeah. Start a position player. Right. That is a thought that crossed my mind as well, because that is one area that, you know, I mean, look, the giants, the giants are in a bad way right now in terms of roster building. The only thing that this team has proven that it can do in terms of adding new players is the bargain bin hunting, right? And that is how this regime has added new players uh, who have made significant impacts. Like the the they've all been bargain bin acquisitions. And if you you look at the 2021 team, the team that won 107 games, that was a combination of two things bargain bin replacements and old veteran players that the current regime did not sign and did not renew um suddenly putting together career years or near career years all together all at once and and what that means is that this team doesn't have any other way 
of of adding to the roster. They have been trying to build up the minor leagues, but they took a big step backwards last year. And uh, and now, you know, like, what do they have left? Well, the only other thing left to do to build your roster is trades, right? But you kind of generally need two things to make trades of any good of any significance, like to get a, a starting position player or starting pitcher, somebody to get get somebody who's major league ready. You need to have high-ranking prospects, or you need to have a a um, you know a, a plethora of people in one position. So sure, maybe they're stockpiling starters because they think they will be able to flip some of those starters for position players. Maybe they're making all of these moves so that they don't need Harrison and they could flip him, or they could flip somebody else, right? Um, in order to get those things that they can't get via free agency since they've demonstrated that they are incapable of doing that. They certainly have to do something, right? And and we've been promised a lot this offseason, and so far it's under-delivered. And, and uh, digging into Manea and Stripling, there's a great article on Fangraphs this, uh, right now about the signing of Manea, and it uh, it details how they think that the Giants can work with Manea around the shaping of his his pitches uh, to get better results, and and it's particularly and and they the comp that they gave was actually Logan Webb that they both have the same types of pitches, and that uh, and that they're the same type of pitcher, and that uh, what the Giants did for Logan Webb early in his career in the AAA and the minors to get him to the point where he's Trusting his stuff, burying his his pitches lower in the in the in the strike zone, that Menea could possibly do the same thing too. And if that happens, then certainly they've got a a steal, right? But then that goes, leads back to that one year one uh, opt out uh, is that you know we're not getting the benefit from these guys of 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 doing anything. And I think to, a two year contract with a one year opt out, this guy's not like Carlos Rodon. I mean, he's not. He's not someone who, you know, everyone sees could be a number one ace if only, right? And yeah. and and so it seems like we would have more leverage in that situation to to demand a two year contract, but maybe we don't. Maybe that's the maybe that's the offer more money or ways to make more money in order to get uh, guys to come to the Giants because that's kind of seems where we're at right now. I don't know, Matthew. I. Look, we could talk about Stripling and we could talk about Manea all day long and why they're good signings. I don't want to talk about that. Like, I get it. Yeah, cool. Cool. Yeah. Like, once upon a... In 20, 2018 or 2019, Sean Manea had a really great whip. You know, he pitched... Uh, what, he pitched 160 innings and he had a whip of 1.077. And... And, and if he could, you know, if he could get back to that, he's great. But even if he does that, the whole reason they gave him this one year with, you know, with a, with a player opt out is that's probably what they, like you just said, that's what they needed to give him to even sign up. So what he's guaranteed is two years of decent money, but he's also, he also can invest. He's also investing in himself, just like Carlos Rodon did. And, and I think that's, that's really cool and it's a good signing and it might mean that the giants have a great you know like if if it all works out they get something similar like you know at a lower you know it's not going to be carlos rodon type results but it's going to be you know something similar at least what 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 sean manea is capable of that's great but so what like you know i know that the giants can do this you know like okay great you got a you got a number four pitcher cool you know what you you said earlier, Matthew says like, we've been made a lot of promises about what was going to happen this off season, and I think what we're beating around the bushes it's not happening. It's not happening. There is only one player left that will allow this front office to save face, and that's Carlos Correa. And I, you and I talked about this offline. We don't think they're going to get him. He's going to go to the Twins. He's going to go to the Mets. But the one place he is most definitely not going is the San Francisco Giants. And, you know, I I mean, maybe maybe we're wrong, but it certainly doesn't seem like it. 
I've heard now that the Cubs and the and the Twins are, are are the favorites, and the Mets are the dark horse, and the Giants can go pound sand. Well, yeah, when you wait to sign the best qual- the best you know uh, available player, uh, there are other suitors, and and the Giants are no longer you know that that team, and so I don't know. Well, I how just, much money do they have left? It is extremely frustrating. But, like, are you going to do it or are you not? And this is the Farhan Zaidi that I thought we were going to get. Because now he's in a pickle. Now he has to way overspend to get a player he knows is not worth this amount of money. And I tell, I can tell you, Farhan Zaidi will not pay. He won't. Because he's a cheap bastard. And well, he is project- not going to overpay for... Well, he's not. He's not going to overpay, and the cur- but but he he does have the money because the current projected payroll, if you look at Spotrac, is 133 million right now. Uh, Giants, you know the 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 competitive tax payroll threshold is like 230 million, um, I believe, or something like that. So 233. So he's got basically a hundred million dollars before they even hit the tax threshold. But yeah, maybe that's. I mean, even if they're at a two hundred million dollar payroll, he still got sixty million dollars. And the the and the weird thing is that it was reported that both Manea's and Stripling's contracts were backloaded into the second year, uh, which suggests that they're trying to clear spots to pay somebody a lot this year. But who else is out there besides Correa and Rodon? And yet, all signs are indicating that that the Giants, um, you know, are certainly not the favorites any longer to to sign either one of those. I think those contracts are backloaded, Matthew, to 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 get that guy to 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 take the contract, or or to get him to take the yeah to get him to take the contract at all, because what they're saying is is like, look, you're going to get a little bit of money this year if you pitch real well, then you opt out, and and the Giants don't have to pay that money. This is just Farhan Zaidi being more of a bargain hunter. That's why he's backloading them, so he can save more money. So you're like, thinking that you the, know, so if they do well, then they leave, and you don't have to pay that money. Anyway. And yeah, exactly. But I think, but I on one of them, and I'm not sure both. I, I don't remember which one they start. You know, when they're both the same, it's kind of hard to, to remember. But I think one of them was actually the same amount of cash because they offered a signing bonus um, in the first year. So, who? so I, I yeah. so it, it just it boggles my mind that they're they're doing this, and 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 I feel like they've got this this I don't know. I, I, if they're if they're cl- if they're clearing this money, who are they clearing it for? They're going to give Carlos Correa sixty million dollars this year. Well, I I could see that in that. So we know that uh, Farhan does not like to give out long contracts, particularly to pitchers. But the longest contract that he's given out has been three years, right? And so to whom? To who? To whom? I mean, I know he's done it twice now, but but who was his first? Tommy Lestella. Tommy 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 Lestella. Yes, our, our our former starting second baseman. And 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 wait, no, I, he was never. I our tenor starting at DH. He was, never, uh, he was never our starting second baseman. Well, he was supposed to be, and and well, uh, and sure. never did. So I. What's my point? So my point is that if if they've got these, uh, if they're backloading these contracts, then maybe in order to yeah exactly if they're if they're Ben is uh, pointing to his drink and now he's starting to feel it. I've been feeling mine for a while now, so I'm, I'm eager to hear this one back. Actually, so anyway, uh, point the point is is that if you're if you're offering these free agents uh, maybe a year less than what everybody else is, but then you're front loading the cash. Let's say fifty million in the first year. Uh, you know, you ha- you're shortening the amount of years, but you're giving them the same amount of money, uh, and you're putting it up front because today's money is better than five years from now money. Uh, so, I mean, those are things that go through my mind and maybe I'm giving them too much benefit of the doubt. Maybe, maybe that's that, that they just want to save money. Maybe they're just like, I, I, I don't know what they want to do. The, the, the ownership says that they're not trying to save money. Farhan Zaidi says they're prepared to spend any amount of money on any player. Um, and, and all we've gotten, Matthew is a bag full of nothing. And. I mean, and and they're 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 getting cute with these contracts, and you say this that like like they're trying to save money for 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 whom, you know? Like, but that you know, like for whom? It, 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 Carlos Correa. Like the only ones I can think of left are the Carloses. Like yes, Carlos Squared. Trying, Let's go with Carlos Squared. If you're, if you're trying to save money at this point by creating these kinds of contracts to clear enough room for for the 2023 payroll, there's only two players left. 
that you could even be talking about. And that has to be Correa and Rodon. And, but, you know, like, given from what I've seen from this organization and their utter inability to build a roster, I think they're just doing that to be cute. I think they make contracts like this and then they go pat themselves on the backs and say, look how clever I am. But at some point, there has to be a payoff to all of this. Where is the payoff? How are you building this team? And, and I mean, like, I think you are giving them too much credit. I think they're just doing that to be cute. I don't think they have, I don't think they have any idea what they're saving their money for. You know, and that at the end of the day, maybe they get Correa, maybe they get Rodon, and, and, and maybe I'm wrong. But you know what? I've been right about everything else up until this point. And, 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 and what I've been right about it is that this regime can't build a roster any other way than signing bargain bin retreads. They can't build from the minor leagues. They can't trade for players. They can't sign free agents. Big name free agents, healthy free agents. All they can do is bargain bin replacements. And and I am fully, I fully expect that Rodon and Correa are both going to go different places. And at the end of the day, it doesn't matter where they go. But Lord help me, Matthew, if Carlos Correa signs with the Twins and the Giants get outbid by the Twins... Farhan Zaidi better resign that day. You're telling me the San Francisco Giants are going to get outbid by the Twins? I mean, if that happens, Matthew, I, I, how does this man keep his job? Like, I, I don't, I don't understand. What are we doing here? Like, to to everybody in the Giants organization, like. Sean Manea and Ross Stripling do not excite me. They do not make me want to buy tickets. I don't know how more clear about that I can be. Well, and, and I think and, that that's where uh, Farhan doesn't build a team based on how many tickets he's going to sell. You know, uh, he's not, you know, they're, yes, the optics are that the Giants have not bought a really great free agent like they said they were going to, and that's bad. I don't think he cares about the optics. And and I think that you know his mind, he's going to build a baseball team the way he wants to, and 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 you know that's his right, but it doesn't get fans excited. There's still a business side to this, uh, to this, and you, know, you and I are already talking about how we're not going to buy tickets early on in the his season. His bosses care. His bosses care. They better care. Yeah, I just don't know if they've sent that message right, and and so it seems like. It's all like you know. The, yeah, they'll tell us that there's nobody that they can, they can, they can outspend anybody, or they can you know match anybody. They, there's nobody within that's not in their reach financially, and yet there's still you know at this point now they got to get stupid with their offers, and they just don't have that in them. That's not that's not point, their DNA. Yeah, I mean, I don't. What are they doing at this point? They put together an 84 win team. That's what they have. They but, have an 84 win team. 84 wins might get you into the playoffs, Ben. Yeah, it and might so get that, and that's playoffs. the benefit, that's the that's the downside of this you know, new collective bargaining agreement with this extra playoff spot is that it disincentivizes people to go all in because if you win eighty five to eighty seven games, you sneak into the playoffs and now you've got a, just good a chance as anybody else. Great, you know what, Matthew? Um, I, I'll say this now: first game I go to will be in October. If that if this is the roster they're going to go to battle with, fine. I'll buy tickets in October. Prove it to me. Prove it to me. You know, prove it to me that eighty four wins is enough to win the World Series and to be a world. You know, to be a top tier organization, and and to you know, and this is what the San Francisco Giants are are supposed to be. The San Francisco Giants are going to be an eighty four win team perennially, and and we're we're going to guarantee ourselves. You know. A, a, a series you know what we might not even be able to go to it you know we we might have to fly to philadelphia yeah to go watch our team play because they'll be the last wild card team in and they'll play a series in philadelphia 
and uh, and and if we want to guarantees our guarantee ourselves seeing the Giants in the playoffs, we got to do that. Like, actually, we'll be going to San Diego. We'll be flying to San Diego for. Our, you think it's going to be in San Diego? You think San Diego is going to be the? Well, they'll be the second over. place team right behind the Dodgers, and then we'll be the last run. And so right, right, would... sure, sure, sure. Okay, so it's going to be it's going to be San Diego. Oh, that's well, that's good. That's close. Yeah, at least it's easier flight. Yeah. and and you know we we could just watch the Giants lose in uh, San Diego. I mean, as a fan, I don't want an eighty four win team every year. You know, and well, and 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 on that top of that, I mean, there's so much more to the game than than the actual baseball, right? I mean, there's the identifying with your team, falling in love with players. I mean, you and I have so many fond memories of guys like you know going way back to like Chili Davis, and then you know, and and Jack Clark, and then Will Clark, and Matt Williams, and you know, you come through the ages, you've got you know Buster and and Bumgardner, and you've got all these guys that just scream Giants, and you just love them to death and you still wear their jerseys and you still want to you know talk about them and who on the giants now fits that bill like i i heard i saw on twitter that somebody went by the giants store uh at oracle and they didn't the the, the jersey they were hanging out front for you to buy was will clark's jersey <laughs> i mean that's a good point is carlos rodon a forever giant no yeah he was a flash of the pan oh remember he played one good year with the giants what about Kevin Gossman? Same. And you know what's interesting about Gossman? They could have had him, but they were too cheap. Yeah, and now he looks like a steal because the market has blown up this year. I don't know, Matthew. I don't. Know, I don't know what's going on. I. I. I don't know. Like, it, it, I get. I get what you're saying that that Farhan Zaidi is 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 thinking about you know wins and losses and, and getting into the playoffs and all that stuff. I. I don't believe that Farhan Zaidi thinks 84 wins and and the last wild card spot is acceptable. No, but he's building I, I his team that way. Well, he is building his team that way, but I think that's because he's incompetent. Right. Well, like, I, I like this man did not go into this offseason thinking that this is how things were going to go. I guarantee you. I guarantee you. I know he comes off as being this very mild mannered, like quiet kind of guy. But this is a man who knows he's smart, doesn't think he knows it. And I think this is a man who thought that they were going to do a lot better signing free agents this offseason than they have and and the point is whatever his plan was whatever he was thinking was going to happen hasn't happened this organization is lost in terms of roster building right it has no idea what it's doing right it's it's like yeah so they have to put will clark's jersey out there because they, they don't know who else's jersey to put out there Right. Who is the face of the Giants right now? Well, and that's, I mean, I'll push back a little when you say they don't have no idea how to construct a roster. I think they know how. I just, you know, I'm looking at, like, Zaidi, Zaidi's a graduate of MIT, right? He is a yeah, smart so man. Yeah, so he's a guy who, who knows he's smart. Yeah, and yeah. he's a smart man. But it doesn't mean that he's pers- that he can, like, carry a conversation or that he can, like, you know, have social skills or whatever it takes to, like, wound and, you know. Woo. Woo, thank you. Not wound. Woo, uh, somebody, you know, to, to the Giants. I don't think wound is even a word. <laughs> Dude, I'm, I'm drunk. Give me a break. <laughs> so anyway. Uh, folks, but, folks, this is, a, this, is, this is a special episode. We are both wasted right yeah, now. Yeah, usually I'm the one holding it together, and, and Ben's the one that's ranting, and, and so I apologize. I don't know what wound means, but, but, uh, <laughs> but, but, but he can't woo or wound somebody uh at least he hasn't yet we haven't seen it and and so maybe that's the problem maybe i mean he's the smartest guy in the room but he's not the the he's not the guy that everybody wants to hang with you know what matthew i I, i've been thinking about this for a little bit and i've and, and there's this little part of me deep inside my brain that's not intoxicated and i've realized this is what i want to say you ready i'm ready That's what I want to say. I mean, this is a fan podcast and and I, you know, like I don't have to break it down for them. Like I don't have to be the smart one here. Here's what I know. This off season makes me want to go back and watch 
the 2022 Giants play defense. <laughs> I would rather watch that happen than watch this front office flounder around this offseason like they have. Like, I mean, I don't know what you're doing. But you're certainly not building a roster that excites me. And and it looks to me like you don't know what you're doing either. Like, you've made a lot of tries and you struck out. But, you know, at the end of the day, you're, I mean, you know, once upon a time, Chris Davis hit a lot of home runs. You know? <laughs> Chris Davis got a, hit enough home runs to get a big contract. They may be striking out, Ben, but that doesn't. I mean, in Kapler's, you know, Kapler would be like, "Well, at least they're putting good swings on the ball." You know, at least they're, you know, they're they're putting good swings. We're seeing some good decisions there. They're swinging at their pitches. That's right. That is what they're doing. They are right. They went after Nimmo. They went after Judge. They're going after Correa. Right. They're they're targeting the right players. Yeah. Well, this kind of, I mean, I'm actually thinking about this. This actually reminds me of my junior year asking girls to the prom. Remember we said that, that <laughs> Zaidi's promposal wasn't good enough? My junior year, oh, wow. I, 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 yeah. had, I, I wanted more. to go to the prom. And uh, the only reason, well, my best friend at the time, uh, Corey Petrick, who was a year older than me, had a date, his girlfriend. And he wanted to What's go. Up, Corey? And he wanted to drive our mother's BMW. That was that was the the whole thing, and so I had to go in order for us to be able to do that because I didn't have my driver's license yet, and uh, and so I asked, you know, I shot my shot on a couple of uh, you know the the upper echelon girls and got got nose, and uh, and then ended up asking someone that was more in my you know in in my uh, grade level and uh, uh, solid. You know, solid girl that just like me, right? Like, and and so maybe that's where we're at. You know, maybe that's where we're at. Maybe the Giants are now. You know, they're just they're we're just Mitch Haniger and Sean Manea kind of ball club. You know, it's just like I was. You know, and nothing nothing. Wrong. I'm sure the girl who went with me even doesn't remember me now. I and, really want She was a nice girl, and and frankly, I don't remember her name, but. But uh, because we didn't we didn't do anything other than go to that prom together. I didn't know her very well. I just knew that maybe she would say yes if I asked. And so I feel like that's where the Giants are right now. They're just hey, maybe Mitch Haniger will say yes if we ask. You know, he's from the area. Let's just ask him. And uh, you know, and so the promposals have gone down the to to just basic, just basic. Let's see who will say yes. Cheers, Matthew. Bye, everybody. <laughs> I'm not wrong. Come on, the proposals suck. Uh, yeah, I, I. We're hope settling, Ben. We're settling. That's the. That's all. what I'm trying to say. And wow. So yeah, like I, uh, you know, I hope she does not listen to our podcast. Oh gosh. First if of she all, listened ever. to it, I, I would be shocked. Second but of uh, all, also sorry. Second of all, I feel you. I feel you. I feel you. Uh, yeah. What you're saying is, is that the San Francisco Giants think they're top tier, but we're not. Exactly. Now the difference there is, I knew I wasn't top tier, but I was gonna, I was gonna, I was going for the top tier anyway. Um, wow. I mean, I don't know, Matthew. That's that's pretty. Like, is that what? Like, wow. I was, I was like the Padres going after Aaron Judge. You know, like just you know that was. Or maybe the Minnesota Twins going after Carlos Correa. I don't know. Maybe you could. Maybe that was more an apt description. Well, yeah. I know. I think the Twins have a better chance of signing Correa than the Giants do. Oh, absolutely. Um. I'm assuming he's I got think a we're that there guy. Anyway. I think you know. I think what we are, Matthew, is we're the guy with the bo problem who doesn't realize he's got a bo problem. Mm. I think that's what we are. There is something very wrong with this organization right now. And I know people want to point at all of these different free agents throughout history, but like, I you know, at, at the end of the day, I, I really do believe it comes down to to message and money. And the Giants have enough money. Um, and, and maybe you're right. Maybe the message isn't correct. but Or maybe they're just not willing to spend the money. But whatever it is, there is something very wrong with this organization right now. That they cannot get these free agents. And they need to figure it out. That's the bottom line. They need to figure out what's broken and fix it. And, and I don't know that that's a Farhan Zaidi job. I think that is a Charles Johnson, Larry Bear, everybody else mm -hmm. job. 
right? Like, well, uh, what is wrong with this organization that it can't sign big name free agents? Right. And well, how do we the, fix it? The, how we fix it is is either new ownership or the ownership acting like they are one of the 20 most richest men in America. Because you got Cohen over in the Mets, who's just, you know, doesn't care. Uh, and and we've got a lot of those owners now. I mean, we've got we got guys coming into the league who are buying into the league now, who are making decisions uh, based and and don't care about how much they're spending. Whereas the Giants seem to you know haven't gotten that memo, and so we need uh, the owner to spend money like it's 2022 and not like it's 2002. And, you know, the days of, of being able to woo people and see, I use the right word now, woo people uh, in the uh, in the way that we did in the past is gone. And we need to we need to spend the money and the Giants have it. And there's no reason why they shouldn't be spending it this year. And that's why I'm going to leave that. And, you know, and, oh, so the one thing, though, I do want to we don't have this in our notes, but I want to add on here is that I just think it's freaking hilarious that people are already talking about Shohei Otani next year. <laughs> and and how that, like that somehow the Giants are like say you know maybe they're saving no. room for Otani or there's all that and I was like we no, we're not, not. he already turned us down once it's not like he's he's not like we're he's gonna come back to us the second time around the Giants are not gonna sign Shohei, Shohei Otani they shouldn't even try like no. all that he's gonna do is he's gonna pull he's gonna pull an Aaron Judge on them he's just gonna use them for leverage to get more money from somebody else the Giants should not be part of that discussion. Like if he wants to play for the Giants, he should come knocking on their door. Like, yeah, and if nothing you know, else, I feel like he should pull like a Padres, but but do it a little bit better than the Padres that would judge and swoop in at the last minute with an obscene offer. Right? Don't be sitting there at the beginning saying, "Oh, I'm, we're going to be all in on show." Yeah, it sounds like it sounds like we're 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 diving into everything and saying like, "Here's our offer," and then they're shopping that offer around to get better. I, I think the way that they, that we should probably be approaching these things is to say, just contact these agents and say we're interested, and and we are prepared to 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 you know to pay, but we're not going to put together a package until you know what you're looking for. Um, right now, I think the Giants are acting desperate, and then these agents are just taking these things and then going back to their their client and saying, well, where do you want to play? Yeah. And 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 then they're taking that offer that the Giants have and they're shopping it around all those other places and saying, how close to this can you get? And if you can get anywhere close to it, my guy will sign with you. Um, and, and yeah, I mean, the Giants are absolutely getting used right now. Um, you know, uh, I, I mean, I'm, I'm sober enough to know that, Matthew. I, I'm sober enough to know that Things are not going well. That, you know, this organization is not building a a long-term competitive roster, right? And they're also not building one that's interesting or fun. And, and we're losing more and more of the old guard, the guys that we remember and, and love, and we're replacing them with onesies and two-yearsies guys. Who are like, who, what, right? You know, 10 years from now, we're going to be like, remember this guy? And we're going to be like, no, no, I don't remember that guy. Right. And um, there's a big problem here. Like, this is a big, big problem. Like, I am not excited about this team. I'm not excited about um, about going to games. Like, this is just a bad place, man. You know, and, and, and if Farhan Zaidi doesn't care... Then, then ownership should care. Well, if, and, if Saidi doesn't care, then why should fans? And yeah, I, uh, I will say that I think our sentiments could change drastically with the signing of someone like Correa. Yeah, I, I think uh, yeah. if Correa is signed, yeah. then then you know maybe we're not as as down. But for right now, it feels like you know we're we're always playing second fiddle, and that the Giants are okay with that. Yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, they shouldn't listen to us at all, right? They should do their job. And uh, but 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 but, you know, but the, but at the end of the day, if they don't do their job, then we can get really loud and 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 and, and you know, fans can be heard. Right. So I, I guess the more the, the long and short of it is do your job. 
Um, you know, if you do sign the two Carloses, that would go a long way to shut me up, right? Hey, shut me up. All right. Well, I right? think we are we are going to have to shut you up because we're yeah. Out shut of time. me up. Embarrass me, Matthew. <laughs> well, uh, Ben, you've done a fine job of that. You're on your own. I don't I don't need to embarrass you. But uh, you've done a fine job tonight too. Exactly. Yes. I Enjoy think, editing this one. Ben. I know it's going to be fun. It's going to be fun, and uh, maybe I'll have to sober up first to do that. But uh, at any rate, be, uh, uh, Bob, that's his name. Bob, tell him where they can find us. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Giant Cocktails. Twitter hasn't hasn't folded yet, so continue to follow us over there. Uh, also, rate us on your our podcast listener choice, particularly you know the old Apple. I know most of you listen to us from there. You can leave a review, uh, leave a nice comment. That would be wonderful. It helps us out. Like and subscribe if you haven't done already. Tell your friends. All of those other things are really important, but the most important thing tell your friends well and i think that that's been happening because our downloads have been you know increasing exponentially actually over the off season it's kind of funny we're getting more downloads now than we did during the season which just shows how invested people are right now in the giants and and this god-awful off season that they're having so uh glad you're here and joining us and uh we'll do it again next week uh until then ben cheers my friend cheers matthew bye everybody bye Join us next time for the Giant Cocktails Podcast. Until then, bottoms up. Bottoms up.